Welcome to Out of Nowhere, where we talk with marketers, makers, and value creators about where they've been and where they're going next. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, this is Justin Watkins of Native Digital. Today we're talking with Cam from Pattern Ag. They're mapping the microbes in farmer soil to grow their bottom line. For the better part of the last decade, I've been working on the, the leading technologies in the digital ag space, so ways to help digitize the farm and understand really what is happening on a farmer's field and how can we help that farmer make uh, you know, improved decisions or more informed decisions around what they're going to do either in season or for their next season, right? And all of that's really centered around how do we help farmers increase their, their productivity and profitability um, on their farm. So that's kind of the, the core challenge that I think many ag tech companies will be circling around is how do I help um, you know, ag in general and, and the farmer in particular to increase that productivity or profitability. And in my time at Fieldview, you know, what we, we learned you know, is one thing is that we were missing a key part of the, the equation or what I think of as the farm equation. Uh, and that is to say, we understand a, a lot about the seed that we put in the ground because the, the companies have invested deeply in, in understanding the genetic uh, potential of that seed. And they understand a lot about the chemicals and other, other fertilizers they might put um, alongside that seed to help it grow. But we really knew nothing or very little about the actual soil environment that we were planting into. And it turns out that that, that is just a huge driver of outcomes for the upcoming, for the next season really, is, is you know, what uh, is the fertility within that soil? So how much nutrients are gonna be available um, for that plant? What is the environment from a, a pest and disease perspective? So which things are, are already in that field that may cause problems next season uh, for you if you plant the, the wrong crop or if you don't protect in the right way? Um, so there were all these things we were seeing as we were trying to help farmers with these questions of what should I do next season to maximize uh, my yield and my profitability that we really couldn't answer because we didn't understand this, this core layer. Um, so that was kind of the key insight from my days at Fieldview. And then, you know, with all these things, it, it really, it takes both an insight and, and new technical capabilities to approach a, a new problem in a different way. And I think the big, the big, uh, uh, insight or the big change technologically is our ability to understand um, what I'll say broadly, understand the biology of the world around us. And specifically, we do that through what's called genomics. So the ability to sequence DNA, RNA, other types of genetic material um, from the environment. And so you, you might be familiar with that um, from a human perspective. There's a lot of stuff in the human health space of you know, sequencing your, your own genome to help develop human therapeutics. Um, we're applying some of those similar technologies to the egg space now. And in particular, what Pattern does is uh, uh, use genomics to analyze farm soil and understand what the, the opportunities and risks will be for the upcoming crop season. So helping farmers to really refine and dial in their fertility and their crop protection plans based on what we can learn from the biology of that soil, really understanding that environment deeply. And so that's the, the opportunity that we, we've gone after. And, you know, when I think about uh, the, the bet we're making with pattern, it is a bet fundamentally that understanding the biology of farming is going to be important to agriculture. And so that kind of seems like an intuitive and obvious thing. And, and it's not something that we really have today. It's kind of shocking when you think about it. We really don't understand 
those biological interactions um, very well. And so we hope to unlock that and, uh, and really create some, some really uh, unique value for the farmers that we work with. Yeah, it, you, you mentioned that soil was sort of the, the bigger question mark that you knew quite a bit about two other factors, but then soil was a question mark and probably mostly because of access, right? That that is an asset owned by farmers, right? And, and it's probably their most valuable asset probably, right? They would count that as one of their most valuable assets. Whenever you uh, started to put forward, uh, started to talk about this, started to develop products and solutions around this, was it a receptive audience who said, oh yeah, this is one of our most valuable assets and we definitely need to learn more about it? Or was there some resistance or was it, um, I'm busy with other things? Like what was some of those first conversations like? Yeah, for for the folks who are, you know, I'd say there's kind of 20 to 30% of the market who's really trying to push the boundaries of what they're doing from a farm pers farming perspective. For those types of folks, this was right in their wheelhouse and they, they kind of instantly get it, right? Because um, they, they're trying to figure out, you know, how do I boost my yield that get to that next level? So go 10% more. How can I get there? And they're trying all kinds of different ways to do that, whether it's applying different inputs and whatnot. And they, of course, you know, deeply understand that the soil is the foundation of, of their crop and the potential for that crop. And the issue is they just haven't had any technology in the past that helps them look more deeply into to that soil and what's actually going on there. To give you a bit of more context there, you know, historically, uh, farmers will run analysis on their soil, um, but they'll basically run uh, a series of assays that give them three or four key data points telling them what levels of certain nutrients they have. So in particular, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. And then they'll look at the pH of that soil typically and using those four, four metrics. So it's kind of four data points about their soil. They're, that's typically what they've used in the past to understand you know, what, what's going on in my field and what should I do differently. Um, and they, they intuitively understand that that farm equation is, is a biological equation between that plant, the soil environment, and all of the microbes and other organisms in there that are either helping or hurting that plant performance. Um, they just haven't had the, the tools to unlock that insight. And so when we, we've gone to market and started talking to farmers about this, you know, the light bulb goes off instantly for them. Uh, and, and they, you know, they're, they're in some cases, you know, miles ahead of, of, of where we are, uh, even incapable of helping them, you know, what they like, like us to be able to do. And so that's, I think, the, the opportunity and, and really what we continue to pursue every day. At this stage of the venture, do you feel like you're still sort of breaking into those early adopters and still you have a lot of progress to make? Or are you starting to look at the mainstream and those who may be watching the early adopter farmers and seeing okay, do they vouch for this or not? I'm probably going to wait until they fully endorse it and I feel very comfortable. I mean, where, where is your focus at right now? Yeah, we're definitely past the kind of early adoption phase. We spent, you know, a good two or three years iterating on the technology, iterating on the core customer experience. And we're really at this, this exciting time where We've hit a few few really key pain points that, that our customers have and are able to really solve them uh, uniquely well. Uh, you know, so to give you a bit of an example, um, you know, with uh, one pest we're able to detect, it's called corn rootworm. Um, if you're familiar with Midwest uh, row crop agriculture, you know, there's in the ballpark of 90 million corn acres planted every year, you know, across the Midwest. So it's a pretty big crop, and uh, rootworm is one of the most destructive pests of that crop. In the past, there really hasn't been any way to predict, you know, what sort of pressure you're going to face other than, hey, was it 
in the in the area last year, right? Um, our tests can actually go into a field and detect down to a single egg of this particular uh, uh, insect and tell you based on that, what sort of pressure you're going to face, you know, how much yield you might lose if you plant into that field without the proper protection. So that's kind of one really painful um, and high spend category that farmers are, are protecting on today, where we can tell them, hey, you're definitely gonna need protection on this field. Uh, or you know, the other side of that is, hey, this field is actually clean. You know. You don't have anything to worry about. You have a lot of options now. You can plant other seeds that might not have uh, inherent protection against this pest uh, and really open up your, your range of options. So that's really where farmers see value. We think of it as, you know, we help them to spend where they need it. So make sure you're not going to get caught, you know, unprotected in a particular instance from some pest or disease, but then save where you don't as well. So, so knowing that, hey, you don't actually need to be spending on this particular crop protection product for this field. Um, and so that's, that's an example of really where there's this very concrete uh, ROI for our customers. Uh, and I would say that's you know, really going beyond the early adopter and, and really becoming a, a, a conventional tool that a lot of folks are, are looking to adopt and use. And, and folks who are, are helping with those crop protection decisions have been looking for these tools for years. And so very excited uh, to be able to, when they find that, that we've got this capability. Yeah, in terms of the timing, uh, it sounds like this obviously is a long, I mean, long-term, this obviously pays off, right? What about short-term? I mean, what kind of payback periods are you sort of setting expectations for when you're in these conversations? Is it immediate? Mm -hmm. Is it, is it years? Is it yeah, well, years? What are you, what that's, are you thinking? That's uh, yeah. You know, we very much focus on having a in-year ROI. So you work with us, the first year you work with us, we expect to be able to create real value on the farm. And, you know, going back to this rootworm example, uh, you know, if they have a rootworm problem, that can be hundreds of dollars an acre in losses. Um, and so across, you know, across an operation can be, be thousands or even millions, depending on the size of the operation that they might lose. So helping them find where they're going to have potential losses is one way. The other side of that is, you know, they may be spending $20, $30 an acre on protection that they don't need to be spending. And so our analysis, you know, for three or four bucks an acre can help them save that 30 or $40 they might be spending on other inputs and gets that kind of instant kind of 10x return on, on that sort of analytical spend um, versus what they might spend on, on a crop protection product. So very much in season, first year we're focused on, uh, and there's a lot of other longer term benefits that farmers can get. Yeah, it sounds like you're hearing it on both sides. It's in some cases, we might be able to reduce the inputs because we're being a little bit more specific, but you also could potentially increase the outputs because we're going to prevent something that should be preventable, right? And so from year to year, there's an ROI, but I would assume that if you have healthier soil and those types of things, that has a bit of a compounding effect to it as well. Am I wrong on that? Or would you say there's some compounding? Aspects? That's definitely right. Yeah, the, you know, the longer term opportunity and the bigger opportunity in some sense is how do you help a farmer take their soil and that soil environment to the next level from a productivity potential perspective, right? Um, so it may be that historically they've gotten 200 bushels to the acre of corn. Uh, how do you help them fundamentally improve that, that soil profile, the biological makeup, the, the chemical and physical makeup of that soil, such that, you know, the potential of that field is now 220. And that's a huge, you know, the, the, the value creation that gets unlocked there is, is tremendous. Um, again, because, uh, you know, farming is a 
a, they're operating on very low margins. And so if you can, you know, find another five, 10, 20% in productivity on the top end, that could double, triple, quadruple their bottom line profit at the end of the year. Um, and in the same vein, increase the value of that land. So again, you, you kind of hit on earlier that the soil, the land is, is really the core wealth that, that many farmers uh, are own. It's, it's their, probably their biggest asset and the thing that they want to leave as a legacy uh, to future generations. And being able to improve and increase the value of that over time um, is obviously uh, something that's, that's top of mind for them. And, and it get, gets really exciting when we can help them to figure out what's the path to uh, achieving higher and sustainably higher uh, yields year in, year out. The value prop sounds really clear. I'm curious what the original thrust on this was. Was it, uh, we have a team that's very passionate about helping farmers maximize sort of their potential, or was it more of, we care more about sort of the, the environment that in which that we're working in be a little bit and, and providing sustainable solutions because we can just be more specific and sharper about the way we do it. Like what was kind of the original thrust for your team? Yeah. I mean, I think um, everyone on the team has uh, sits somewhere kind of on each of those spectrums of, of what gets them most excited. And I, I would say both of those are interesting um, to me uh, in particular, you know, I having come from the egg space for the last decade, have a particular uh, uh, emphasis around, hey, we can solve some problems that will address environmental issues and sustainability issues, but we have to do that in a way that is aligned with farmer incentives and farmer economics as well. Because if you don't do that, you're never gonna get the behavioral change over time that you want. And the perfect example that I use for this um, is kind of like you know Tesla. Uh, if, we, if we want to think about Tesla as, as a, it's an analog in some sense, you know, Tesla didn't set out to build an EV and get people to buy that because it's right for the environment. They bought, they built an amazing car that people love to drive and people, you know, predominantly, I would say today, most people are probably buying that primarily because it's an awesome car and a great experience. And there's a little bit of, Hey, you know, and it's good for the environment. Um, and that's a bit of how I think about what we're doing is like, hey, we, we want to build an awesome product experience for farmers that really helps them to dial in their crop protection and their fertility plans um, and doing that more profitably and more efficiently. And the knock on effect of that is that we're going to have a huge impact on the environment as well um, in terms of reduced inputs, um, reduced uh, uh, impact on the environment as well. And so I, I think I think of that as, you know, you have to kind of solve both sides of that equation. You can't kind of think of them independently necessarily. Yeah. I mean, that's the way every sustainability product that's successful for the most part, broadly successful, it, it is sort of like, oh yeah. And by the way, it's this, right. Because we are creatures that want to know like, what's the benefit right now and totally. how does this pay off for what I'm trying to accomplish right now? And what I'm trying to accomplish right now is usually not these big long-term daunting tasks. Yeah. So I think that's probably where, you know, you're able to say in one year we can, we can get to ROI positive. And probably uh, a little bit of loss aversion is a play here, right? Like you can prevent some losses that you are saying are preventable. Um, Completely. You, yeah. And right? that's, that's a big reason folks are interested too, is that every year they're having to guess. So, you know, as a farmer, you get about 30 or 40 shots at it, you know, 30 or 40 years to make the right guess of what am I going to plant? How am I going to protect? And our technology now can remove a lot of that uncertainty and help them you know, effectively sleep well at night, knowing that, Hey, I've got this risk, but I've got it covered or, Hey, I don't have this problem and I'm not going to worry about it. 
um, because I've made the right plans, I've made the right investments. Um, so that's that's a huge part of it as well that, that folks are very excited about. Now they just have to worry about the weather, right? That's right. That's the one piece we can't control just yet. So we can at least get the other variables under control and have more confidence to whether it's just one one thing that we. That's right. And then, then you know, then you track the weather and uh, and you can say, hey, well, we knew we were at risk for this one thing, and the weather has broken in this particular way such that this is now really a high risk thing for us. So let's go out and take the actions needed in the field uh, to make sure we're, we're protected. If you were to meet um, maybe a, a handful of farmers and you were trying to evaluate which one is going to be most likely uh, to be sort of in your, to be most receptive to you, are there things about them or maybe other things that they've tried, other products that they're using or experimenting with where you'd say, oh yeah, that's, that's our person. Like that's, that's a prime candidate for us. Any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the psychographic profile of the farmer who, who's interested in, in what we're doing is the one who's, who's really open to new technologies and interested in increasing the, the efficiency and profitability of their operation. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of generally from a very high level, the types of folks that, that this really resonates with. Those types of folks will be experimenting with a wide range of, of ag technology. So they may be applying new biological products in their field to see how that's going to give them a boost or benefit from yield. Uh, they might be using uh, some of the newer uh, hardware technologies, you know, from, from a planting perspective or, or other tools they can use throughout the season. Um, to physically amend their field. So doing a lot of different things uh, that, that uh, you know, the, the average farmer might not be necessarily thinking about yet. Um, so it's definitely those, those folks who are, are looking for, for the next edge uh, for their operation and figuring out how they can incorporate that into their overall operational plan. Yeah, one of our uh, clients is Pivot Bio, which is which you know creates nitrogen or nitrogen producing microbes, and I I believe there's probably a lot of overlap, right? Like so for their Absolutely. we talk about early adopter farmers with them. I'm I'm assuming that their audience, your audience, will probably have major overlap. Those two Venn diagrams would cross over quite a bit, I would assume. That's definitely right. So we we definitely see a lot of folks who are experimenting with Pivot, um, have incorporated Pivot as a big part of their operation, and and those are the folks you know they're applying a biological to replace one of their core nutrients, nitrogen, you know, they're deeply interested in how the biology is impacting that field. And, and really our analytics suite is, is the only suite available to really tell them and show them what's actually happening there. Um, and, and unearth other insights, you know, beyond nitrogen as well. So phosphorus, potassium um, being two other big categories of spend um, on the fertility front, um, we can help them understand where they sit with that and what they could do differently there as well. Yeah, it feels like there's this newly developing sort of stack of tools that should work together, right? So in some ways, you might have a new innovation, but it needs to be tracked. We need to have analytics on that. If we have new analytics, we now have the ability to try new things because we can see if it's going to pay off and work more specifically, correct? So like, it just seems like there's a lot of interesting activity in this space where for sure, uh, there's just so many more tools and that were available probably That's what, right. five, and years that ago. What you just described is kind of like, you know, how I think about the, the technology evolution is that, you know, one new capability unlocks the next one, right? And I definitely see what's happening in the biological space as, as uh, right lockstep with what we're doing. Uh, you know, and to give you some, some sense, uh, we're working with certain biological companies 
to help understand, you know, where is their biological actually going to perform really well? Uh, and so, so, you know, some of the, some biological products have, have a range of efficacy across different environments and soil types. Um, and in some cases they might get a really great, great boost of yield. Um, in other cases, it might just be kind of a wash. And so, you know, we can help them through our analysis say, Hey, this is the sort of field where your biological, you know, given the environment that you're planting into that biological is going to work really well and help to place those products where they're actually going to get the, the maximal ROI. And so that's kind of the one example of how we're, we're helping to kind of marry the two, the two worlds in some sense. Yeah, that's great. When you were taking this message to market and introducing, you know, what it is, the product that you're putting out this platform, were there obstacles that you ran into or was it smooth sailing? And people heard it, they loved it. They're like, oh, finally. Or did you run into some obstacles and have to kind of retool the way you're messaging uh, about pattern? Yeah, I mean, I think starting anything new, uh, you know, brings a wide range of obstacles over a long, long time frame. Um, you know, when we started out, uh, we certainly did not have as as formed a view as to which particular analytics we could we could help with most. Um, so I think that was kind of step one: is like, hey, really, where's where's the big value? And that's that helped to inform where we focused our efforts. So things like corn rootworms, soybean cysts, nematode, um, these are some of the really big issues that farmers were grappling with that they didn't have great tools to deal with. So that helped kind of drive us in a certain direction. And that forced uh, certain technology changes and technology decisions to be made as well. So there's been an iterative process of working with our customers, understanding how, how they're thinking about the problems and, and how we're able to actually address them. And then retooling the technologies to to address those really, really well. We've, we've kind of been through that iterative process over the last couple of years. Um, and I would say there's no shortage of challenges. That's it's kind of the nature of the beast. Um, but we're pretty excited about where we've come out to now. I, I kind of just now feel like, like the product we have for this fall, um, which is kind of, we think of our, our crop season starts in the fall. In fact, as you think about the next year, uh, the product we have for this fall is really the, the product that I, I've been kind of dreaming of for years of, of kind of bringing it all together to understand your full crop protection and fertility needs for the next season. That's awesome. Um, it sounds like you've been working hand in hand with the, uh, with farmers and customers to develop this. Have there been sort of stories or more kind of rewarding, uh, engagements where you're like, man, that's exactly why we're doing this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, some of the, the coolest stories are, are situations where farmers have been struggling with a field for years. And, you know, th these fields might be, you know, 20, 30% lower in yield productivity than in their, their kind of neighboring fields that these farmers are working and they can't understand what's going on or why, why they can't get this piece of ground to, to perform. And, uh, and we come in and in the first year are able to identify, uh, you know, exactly what the issue might be. And so in, in some instances, you know, we've gone in and seen just that they've had two neighboring fields and one of them has, you know, soybean cyst nematode off the charts. Um, and the other one's got basically no pressure, very obvious, you know, what's driving that, that yield difference between those two fields. We've seen that with other, other uh, pathogens as well in the field, you know, one field we, we worked with, um, they had been throwing fertility at it for years, thinking that it was a fertility problem. Maybe we would give it more nitrogen or more phosphorus or something like that. And we came in and, and saw that it was off the charts on uh, one of the, the uh, pathogens called Fusarium. Um, which basically kind of kills the roots of your plant. So your plant really doesn't even get going before it gets going, it gets kind of killed and uh, by this fun fungi. 
Uh, and so once they understood what was actually happening there, then they could take the right measures to address that issue um, and start to turn those fields around. So those are kind of the really, really a great validation of, of just seeing it, you know, instantly first season they run our analysis, they get an instant ROI. And, and for those types of farmers, they see that. And then they, you know, they're now incorporating that into their, their annual plans. They're like, this is something we're going to do every year on every field. Um, just because we know it makes so much sense to understand what we're up against. And so seeing that adoption, seeing them go from, you know, just trialing to, to making it part of their, the way they farm, that's uh, the really uh, exciting part for me. So do they keep that secret to themselves or do they tell their friends? Usually they tell their friends or good friends, you know, uh, farming is a, an interesting business and in that uh, you're always kind of in competition with your neighbor uh, to rent the next piece of ground. So they're, you know, they're not, they're not out telling everyone exactly what's happening on their, their land, particularly the land they rent, but, uh, farmers talk. And, uh, uh, when they see something work, uh, they like to share it. Uh, and conversely, if they see something doesn't work, they're pretty vocal about it as well. So, (laughs) you know, that's, uh, an important part, you know, we've just been very focused on, on creating value for the farmer and making sure we're doing right by them. Um, and, and I think the, the, the benefits accrue from, from kind of being very farmer first in that way. I imagine that's the same thing that motivates your team as well as hearing these firsthand stories. Totally. Yeah. Seeing, seeing the technology, uh, work in the field, have real ROI impact, um, and, and seeing how, you know, eventually this is going to be something that, that we envision working on, you know, every crop and every acre around the world, there's no reason uh, that we, we don't, we think the technology that, that we're working on um, will really eventually be, be kind of this ubiquitous analytics capability set that, that almost every farmer um, in the world could benefit from. If you think back to how you foresaw this going in your mind's eye when you first set out, are you surprised at where you're standing at today? Um, or have there been big changes or is it strangely to plan you know it's in some ways it is strangely to plan um but that's also because i think you can't get too fixated on exactly what the thing will be but more you know have the the general north star vision of where you're going and and for for me starting out it was hey we believe that understanding the biology of farming the biology of agriculture that set of interactions and relationships between the soil, the plant, the microbes in that soil, fundamentally, it's a belief that that, un- that understanding is going to be valuable and will unlock insights and capabilities we didn't have before, right? Um, and so that belief, it remains kind of true. And that's kind of my, my broad thesis or bet on what we're doing here. Um, and it seems kind of obvious, but uh, uh, that remains true. You know, I think exactly what the product is um, it's actually, you know, starting to shape up a, a lot closer to form. You know, I had designs I had created in the first year, um, that we just, you know, we weren't able to execute on that for various reasons that the technology wasn't quite ready yet, um, that we're now really ready to bring out, uh, commercially this fall. And so that's really exciting to see some of those pieces come together, um, and come full circle. So that's great. Cam, it's been great uh, talking to you about this and hear a little bit about your story. It sounds like you're doing important work that a lot of people are starting to discover. And it sounds like a lot more, many more will. So we, we certainly hope so. You know, we're, we're looking to be on, you know, a million plus acres this season, which sounds is a lot relative to where we've been, but is, 
it's not that it's a drop in the pan when you think there's 200 million uh, crop acres across the Midwest. Uh, so we've got lots of ground to, to go still um, before we've really achieved our vision, but uh, we're well on the way. Thank you.